Here's what you missed from the KLRC Morning Show with Mark and Christy. 90.9 KLRC. Good morning. Christy here. Mark has the day off. I am solo in the studio, but not fully solo. I have an amazing singer-songwriter on the line with me, Katie. Katie Nicole is with us. Katie, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Well, I am great. This is so neat getting to talk to you today because, I mean, our listeners know you from your music. You've got Hold On and Jesus' Name, God is in This Story, and your most recent release, My God Can. You just have such powerful lyrics to your music, but I know that those lyrics didn't come from an easy place, right? Mm, Yes, it's definitely parts of my story that are somewhat dark that have definitely produced a lot of these lyrics, and I've had some painful times in my life. It's produced some beautiful things. Mm -hmm. If you will, just share with us a little bit about your journey, how God met you in one of those darkest places, and how you became to where you are today. Mm. You know, I actually never saw myself doing Christian music. When I started singing, um, I I just wrote songs about things in my life, but but never really involved the name of Jesus. And uh, when I was 18, I actually met a worship pastor who invited me to his church and asked me to to lead worship and and play one of my songs. And I was like, hmm, I I don't know about this because I just feel like I don't see myself doing anything in a church, but I give it a shot, you know, because I was like, maybe this is an open door. Maybe this is where I'm supposed to walk through. And so prior to that, I had been struggling a lot too, um, because I've had two back surgeries. Uh, the first one I had when I was 15 and the second one I had when I was 18. And in between, um, both of those surgeries, I was in a lot of pain, the pain so bad that my mental health was just absolutely destroyed. And I was so depressed, so anxious every single day. I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't have the motivation to really do much of anything. I ended up just kind of realizing that I don't know if I have a purpose in this life. I didn't know Jesus the way that I needed to know Jesus in that dark time. But still I had I had the Lord. You know, even though I didn't just didn't have that relationship. I knew who the Lord was. I knew that I was praying to him. I knew that I just I couldn't understand why he would put me in the position that I was in. So I had a lot of anger and resentment and and it got to a place where I contemplated ending my life. And I went to so many doctors, tried so many things, but eventually my surgeon just said, okay, you know what? We're just going to essentially reverse what we did the first time. They put metal rods and screws in my back when uh, they did the first surgery to straighten my spine from scoliosis. And then the second one, they went in and they actually removed the metal from my spine. And so it just was, you know, not the norm. That doesn't usually happen. And there were a lot of warning signs of like, this could go terribly wrong. Mm. You know, this might not be what you actually want to do. And, and I just said, basically, I don't know if I'm going to make it to tomorrow. Please just do anything that you can. And so I had the surgery. And when I came out, that was when I just really met Jesus for the first time. I had an encounter with the Lord that was unlike anything I'd ever seen before in my whole life. And through that, after I had that surgery was actually when I was asked to go into a church and lead worship. And it was crazy how everything just started to line up so perfectly. And I started looking back on my life and realizing that was how it always was. Mm. But I didn't have the relationship with Jesus to really understand, oh, God, you're so good. You're so kind to me. You've actually put all of the pieces together together. And and now I'm finally starting to see that in all of the pain that I ever went through, there actually was something on the other side of it. 
there actually was a purpose. Now I'm seeing it in front of me for the first time ever. My heart was changing. My mind was changing. And I was just seeing that God had placed in my heart a heart of worship. Like he, he had planted a seed that was starting to grow. And so I started writing songs that were Christian and like talking about Jesus. And, and I had so many amazing mentors and just people that were pouring into me. And I was seeing the fruit of everything that, you know, it just was all leading up to this point. It just, it was crazy to see that. And so, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely mind blown at what God can do. Amen. We're talking with Katie Nicole this morning. You may know her from her songs in Jesus name. God is in this story or hold on in her most recent one. My God can. We're going to hear more from Katie. So hang with us. 90.9 KLRC. Good morning. Christy here. Mark has the morning off, but I am not alone. I have Katie Nicole on the phone and we've been having a pretty neat conversation about just her journey. She has been through some tough stuff and God has shown up. You hear her songs here on KLRC. Uh, one of them in Jesus name. Another God is in this story. Hold on. Uh, my God can. Katie, I just want to go back to that moment earlier when you mentioned you were in just the darkest place where you even contemplated ending your life. God met you there. And can you just explain to us what happened in that moment? What kept you from, from making that life-altering decision? The Lord just spoke over my life to hold on. He wasn't done yet. He wasn't writing that story in it, that there was something on the other side. It was crazy to see that, like, in that moment that he was speaking over my life to hold on, you know, I knew I knew the truth. I finally knew the truth. And I knew uh, just who my God truly was. And I'm so grateful that that is, you know, how he's blessed me mm -hmm. and how he and how he moved. So uh, just in general, I'm I'm grateful just mm -hmm. to be alive today. Is, is that what inspired your song? Hold on. Yes. Mm -hmm. It was just that moment you felt like God was saying, hold on, Katie, just hold on. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. What would you say to someone right now who, who is in that place where they just can't see a way out right now? How would you encourage them? I would encourage them by saying that, you know, hope isn't gone. Hope is still in the middle of your, your story because hope is in Jesus. And as long as you have Jesus, you're going to make it. You are going to make it. You just have to hold on to him because here's the thing. He's never going to let you go. And know that he has a lot of promises that he's made to you. And the thing about Jesus is that he keeps those promises. Um, and I have seen it in my life. I have felt it. I, I know it. I can testify of it. And I think a lot of people are like, well, I haven't seen it. Well, I promise you, if you're still waiting, that's okay. But he's, he's going to come through at some mm -hmm. point. And it's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. I love what you said a little bit earlier. You said there's always the other side. When you got on mm -hmm. this side of things and you're like, wow, now I see what God was doing. And sometimes it's hard for us, I think, whenever we are in the middle of that to really keep our eyes fixed on that. You know, like there, yes. this, this isn't it. Like th this is a, a time. This is a season of hard, but it it's, won't be this way forever. No, I, I really I appreciate your honesty and vulnerability with that so much. And and I love how you, you came out of that surgery and, and God just started rocking your world and it inspired the music that we're hearing today. And it's just a reminder that God uses all of it, all the heart. He will he will use it for our good. And oftentimes, just like in your music, he is using everything that you've been through to really bless so many of us. So we're hanging out here with Katie Nicole this morning. And and more to come. Stay with us.
90.9 KLRC. Good morning, Christy here. Solo in the studio. Mark has the morning off, but I'm not totally alone. Katie Nicole, she is joining us this morning. We've been having a neat conversation just about the journey she has walked through, some pretty hard stuff, and how out of that, God is using it to write powerful lyrics in the hit songs that you've heard here on KLRC. Songs like In Jesus' Name, uh, the song Hold On, also God is in this story, and then her most recent release, My God Can. Now, speaking to In Jesus' Name, Katie, your story is so cool. There you were just singing, and you decided to put a video on TikTok, right? Yeah, I, I was making TikTok videos, and uh, one of those happened to be life-altering. I, I'd post in a clip of uh, the song that you know today as In Jesus' Name, and it somehow went viral. There were, you know, millions of people that were seeing it. Millions of people were posting it. It was, you know, traveling through the internet in a way that was just kind of unbelievable and not what anyone ever expected. In our minds, we weren't like, that's what this is going to do, <laughs> you know? And so that is kind of the craziest, coolest part of the story. Well, tell me what that journey's been like for you. Like you put out In Jesus' Name, it goes viral on TikTok, and then the next thing you know, you're in a studio recording the song. Yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely a whirlwind. I felt like, it, I mean, it still feels like it's just like a roller coaster ride. Um, I'd already been signed to a record label, already, you know, had been in the process of writing songs and things like that. And this song just happened to come from one of the trips that I had taken to Nashville. And they didn't see it as that big of a deal at first, but then they started to realize the impact that it was actually having. It had 80 million impressions on it. And so there was just no denying that it needed to be released, that it needed to reach the people that it needed to reach. And we were like, all right, God, do what you're going to do with this. Mm-hmm. Well, can you think of one story that comes to mind of how you've seen that song impact someone's life? Um, I mean, I've met multiple young gals that were dealing with sickness and it's just their anthem. It's their battle song. It's their, I know that I'm going to get through this song. And, and it's one of the most incredible things to know that, you know, not only am I reaching just a mass of people, I'm reaching young girls. And, you know, I was once a little girl. And it's, so it just kind of reminds me of some of the struggles that I went through and how I felt very alone in that. And now I'm making someone else feel less alone in the world. And I think that's so beautiful. Mm, I do too. Thank you so much for sharing. And, uh, and I know this is the, the spiritual serious side of Katie. Now mm-hmm. help our listeners know a little bit about the fun side of Katie. What do you love to do? <laughs> oh man. I, well, I love my cat. Her name is Spooky. <laughs> um, I love Legos. I'm a big Lego fan. Uh, yep. Yep. I'm just the girl who likes video games and Legos. All that. That is awesome. We love that. Well, we know you're going to be near us. You're going to be in Tulsa at Winter Jam, and there's a lot of powerful singers you're going to be hanging out with. Lecrae, Seventh Day Slumber, New Song, Kane Crowder, all of them. They're going to be there with you at Winter Jam in Tulsa, and then you're going to be in North Little Rock. So Mm -hmm. we're we're kind of in between both of those places. So a lot of our listening family will be able to to attend one of those concerts, maybe even both. And so tell me a little bit about winter jam and what our listening family can expect Mm, it's just a beautiful night of worship and fellowship and just community honestly bring a friend bring your family just it's gonna be a really great time i can't wait to see you all right well katie 
thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us this morning. We love what you're doing. Um, definitely, we know God is is behind everything that you've got going on, and we're super grateful for the work that you put mm-hmm. in just to spread the message of, of Jesus. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. We've been talking to Katie Nicole this morning. If you want to re-listen to this interview, you can always go to the KLRC app, click on the podcast section, and click on KLRC On Demand, and then you can listen to the whole interview from this morning. So researchers collected 15,000 regrets from around the world. Their number one lesson is just three words long. So many people try and live by a no regrets motto, pushing aside the thoughts of past mistakes and focusing relentlessly basically on the future. Well, Dan Pink's motto is exactly the opposite. He says, hey, give me as many regrets as possible. He put out a post on social media and he just said, hey, what's your most painful regret? The response was incredible, 15,000 entries. And after combing through all of these regrets, he came down to three words. This was the, the repeated theme that he saw in all of these regrets. Here are the three words, always reach out. Pink said what really stuck out to him were the stories about people in relationships that had drifted apart who didn't reach back out with each other. And then in some cases it was too late. And in other cases it was just bugging them the whole time. Pink said it was the stubbornness with which people would fail to heal fraying relationships. And it frustrated him until he even realized that he too was guilty of failing to reach out to people he knew he should reconnect with. He said those stories changed both his own perspective and his behavior. He said, now my own mode as a human being is that if I'm at a juncture where I'm saying, should I reach out or should I not reach out? He said, I already know the answer. I should always reach out. And to add to his research, a team led by the University of Pittsburgh, their graduate school of business marketing, they did a series of 13 experiments with nearly 6,000 participants, and they came up with the same conclusion. They said across all 13 experiments, those who initiated contact significantly underestimated how much it would be appreciated. The more surprising check-ins tended to be the especially powerful ones. So basically, so many of us are agonizing over whether to make what we fear might be an awkward connection just by reaching out when the person on the other side would be thrilled if we did. And because of all this research, Dan wrote a book. He calls it The Power of Regret. And he wants us all to know that when in doubt, always reach out. I just love the effort Dan put into this research. And and I love the story because I think it translates into our own lives just as Christians, as believers, You know, we have so many moments throughout our day that we think, you know, should I reach out where God puts someone on our heart? And it might just take a quick moment just to send a text and say, hey, you're on my heart today. God sees you. He loves you. And I love you. Simple texts like that can make all the difference in someone's day. And you never know how they might respond either. It might end up making a huge difference in your day. That's what God does anyway. He loves to multiply. And that's your positive difference story of the day. The KLRC Morning Show with Mark and Christy. All right, here we go. It is round one of the Wednesday game Battle of Generations. Uh, this is going to be interesting. We have a uncaffeinated millennial here in the studio with us. Oh, no. I'm tired. My <laughs> eyes are just, just picture them droopy and just done. I really need to go get coffee. I didn't, I didn't. I don't know if I've ever met an uncaffeinated millennial. Before. I think this is wonderful. 
because this gives me an edge. Okay. That's, that's all I know. All right. So Andrea is here. She will make the best of it, despite not having had coffee yet this morning. Maybe by round two, the coffee will come. Okay. Great. All right. So she will rep uh, the millennials. Of course, Christy will rep Gen X. And our favorite data guru here in the building, baby boomer Scott is here. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Have you had your coffee today, Scott? I've had a little bit of coffee today. Okay. Okay. All right. I started early. <laughs> okay. He'll probably need a nap after the game this <laughs> come, morning. Come on now. Get a true boomer. True boomer. Hey, no one should ever, ever be ashamed of a nap in my book. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get started. Scott, you are in the hot seat. All righty then. Feeling hot, hot. Your first question is from Andrea. So this is something that uh, millennials would be more apt to know. In the movie Leap Year, nice tie-in because we got Leap Year this oh, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, good. In the movie Leap Year, Anna leans into an old traditional lore that on Leap Day, a woman can propose to her boyfriend. To do this, she attempts to fly to the place of origin of this lore to surprise her boyfriend and propose, but is diverted <laughs> to the wrong airport by mistake. What region was this where this lore originates is she trying to fly to? See, like, I cannot concentrate that long. <laughs> like, you guys can never give me a hard time for long questions. It's not that for long, long questions. Question. That was a novel. Um, like, I up. really did just fall asleep. <laughs> See, now you know how it feels. <laughs> yeah, oh, keep this so, in mind. Are you caffeinated or not? <laughs> <laughs> right. I am, actually. Okay. All right. Okay. So, th- so we're, not, we're not asking about the place where she landed. We're asking about the place where she thought she was going to land. Yes, Correct. where was she trying to fly to in the movie Leap Year? Okay. The character Anna. Okay. Is it Scotland, Wales, Ireland, or the Netherlands? Mm. Mm. So I have not seen Three this of those movie. are right in the same neighborhood. That is true. Mm-hmm. You know your geography. I'm yeah. so proud. And Scott learned geography before Google. Like when we wow. had like, like maps. He studied actual maps like in your hand. Yes. <laughs> oh, I could tell you stories. <laughs> yes. Probably had a globe in the classroom even, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. What a time to be alive. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> All right. So was it Scotland, Wales, Ireland, or the Netherlands? Uh... I'm going to take a stab at Scotland. Okay. In the movie Leap Year, Anna was trying to get to Ireland. Oh, man. No good guess, though. That's a good guess. I mean, they're literally, like, when I lived in Northern Ireland in college for a school thing, you could see Scotland on a clear day (laughs) across the way. So it's like, you were so close. Yep, super close. Did you listen to a lot of the Irish music? She went to a lot of the Irish pubs. <laughs> this was a JMU school and, trip. I know. And ministered. That's yes. what she was ministered, yes. That's exactly. right. Um, <laughs> all right. So that would be a point for the uncaffeinated millennial. We're going to get letters about this. Okay. All right. Here we go. Question number two. Uh, this is from Christy. So, Scott, this is something Gen X would be more apt to know. In the 1990 movie Edward Scissorhands, 
<laughs> Scott's doing the scissors. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. Johnny Depp plays the role of Edward, an ageless, misunderstood humanoid who falls in love with human being Kim Boggs. At Christmas, inspired by his love for Kim, Edward carves out a giant ice sculpture and the ice shavings fly into the air as if it's snowing and Kim dances in the snowfall. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about short questions? <laughs> I'm just painting the picture. I'm painting the picture. Well, we got the full color version. (laughs) What is the image of the ice sculpture that he's carving? Edward Scissorhands. Did you see this movie, Scott? I think I probably did, but it's been a long time. I was going to say, I I remember seeing it, but it's been a while. From this movie is him uh, cutting everybody's shrubberies. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's right. And he would cut the, the hair of the women in the neighborhood. They were like, he was like their beauty salon. Too. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, what is the image of the ice sculpture he was carving? Was it a heart, an angel, a couple holding hands, or a puppy? <laughs> okay. All plausible. <laughs> I'm going to go for the most complex one. Okay. The couple holding hands. The couple holding hands. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess that makes sense in, in a little yeah. love. It's a good guess. Developing. Uh, he was trying to sculpt an angel. Mm. Okay. okay. It, it was That's an a angel. That's a hard really? question. See, I, yeah. Uh, okay. Maybe not for a Gen Xer, though. You know? Yeah. Like, he was sculpting it um, inspired by his love interest, the Kim Boggs, she mm-hmm. played by Winona Ryder. And so it was it was her face on the angel. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Aww. Nice. Yeah, super so sweet. Nice. All together now. Aww. The KLRC Morning Show with Mark and Christy. All right, so it's round two. And score update, since I'm filling in for Chaplain Justin. Uh, score update, Millennials with a point. Uh, Xers with a point. Oh, yeah. Baby Boomers still waiting, but we'll get there. I have a feeling. Could happen. It could happen, yeah. In fact, it could happen this round. Um, let's see. Andrea, you're in the hot seat. Feeling hot, hot. All right, here we go. Question first is from Scott, the baby boomer. So this is something baby boomers would be more apt to know. A chance for you to build the lead or Scott to get on the board. Okay. On Leap Day, another nice reference to Leap Day. Well done. Great minds. Should be bonus points for Andrea and Scott. (laughs) On Leap Day in 1972, which of these Major League Baseball legends signed a three-year deal for $200,000 a year, making him, for at least the moment, the highest-paid player in baseball. Wow. <laughs> now, some of those guys make that in a day. I know. I, I would love that deal, though. All right? Like, let's go. Okay. You said baseball Major League legend. Baseball, right? Yeah, Major League okay. Baseball legend in 1972. Okay. Signed this three-year deal on Leap Day. Okay. It's a challenging question. Yeah. I don't know anyone that's going to know this unless you're like an ESPN junkie. <laughs> I'm ready, though. But I'm it's not my options. question, so right. I'm very open to this question. I actually think, Scott, that was a brilliant question. Okay. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I see how y'all are planning against uh, me. I appreciate that affirmation. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Scott wants to get on the board. All right. Here are your options. Was it Hank Aaron? Catfish Hunter, what? Reggie Jackson, or Carl 
Yaminsky, Yaminsky, I always get his name to Carl Yastrzemski. That's it. What? Yes, Carl. Played for the Red Sox. Yes. Okay, be honest. Is his name really Catfish? Yeah, Catfish Hunter. His real name was Jim. Right. Oh, but everybody okay. knew him as Catfish. But he had this mustache with these long whiskers, so <laughs> he had this nickname. He was called Catfish Hunter. He does, Catfish Hunter. He was a pitcher. Incredible. So 1972... I want to go with Catfish just for the name. Like, how iconic, you know? But also, like, would would you sign a $200,000 a year deal with someone named Catfish? I don't know. Mm. That's a fair question, I guess. You know what? Curveball. Okay. Let's go nice. with Reggie. Well you know? Mm. Oh, did I? Oh, the pun not intended. Wow. Here nice. we are. Maybe I don't need caffeine after all. Um, Reggie. Oh, okay. Switch and going with Reggie. Okay. Let's go with Reggie. In 1972, it was Hank Aaron. Oh, see, like I wasn't even close. <laughs> That's a point for the boomers. Wow. wow. Great question. question, Scott. Because <laughs> it didn't come to you. <laughs> That's exactly right. That was tough. Okay. It's a hard one. All right. Andrea, yes. here's another chance for you to score a point. I'm ready. Um, from Christy, so something Gen X would be more apt to know. Wearing colorful suspenders and big red glasses. Steve Yurkel won the world over with his hilariously quirky endeavors and most popular phrase, Did, Did I, I do, do that? that? <laughs> what was the name of his popular 1990s TV show with Steve Urkel? I might know this, but I need options to be sure. Okay. This was a show. So at my grandparents' house, we always slept in the basement in a pull-out couch, and there was a TV there. So my sister and I would watch all sorts of shows at night yeah. that probably weren't age-appropriate yet for how little we were. But So that's what I remember of. I remember. We watched it every week. Yeah, yeah we did, on. too. It was huge. All right. Was it Family Matters, Family Ties, Silver Spoons, or A Different World? I think it's Family Matters. Okay. Final answer? It, oh, no. Or could it be Family Ties? I think it's fam- Family Matters. I'm going okay. with it. Checking in? Mm-hmm. It was Family Matters. Yay! Man! I was trying to remain with a, like a, a poker face. Uh-huh. To not give it away that I was upset that she got that right, but yes. it didn't matter. She well, that is a it. point for the millennials <laughs> who take the lead with two. Baby Boomer Scott on the board with one, Gen X with one, and Christy, you're in the hot seat next. All right. I do that? The KLRC Morning Show with Mark and Christy. It is the third and final round of the Wednesday game Battle of Generations. We've got a pretty good little battle yeah, on our hands. It's neck here. and neck. Yes. Um, so, Andrea, repping the Millennials, she is in a current lead with two. Yeah. Baby Boomer Scott with one, and Christy repping Gen X, one on the board, too. So, if I get both questions correct, you would win. I would win. Yep. A second week in a row. <laughs> yes, yes to thank throw you that for pointing that all out. Um, uh, let's go one at a time. Okay. All right, Christy, you are in the hot seat. All right. So your first question is from Scott, our data guru and repping the baby boomers. So something baby boomers would be more apt to know. It's probably like what happened on August 1st, 1932 (laughs) in Philadelphia or something. 32 might have been a little early. (laughs) All right. Which of these 1970s teen idol musicians Mm. passed away on Leap Day 
in oh. 2012. Another Leap Day reference. Wow. So proud. So passed away on Leap Day. Okay. In 2012, that was a 1970s teen idol. Okay. Okay. So passed away, what, 12 years ago? Yeah. Somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Um, was it David Cassidy, Bobby Sherman, Davy Jones, mm. or Bobby Goldsboro? I know none of those names. None of them. Okay. I'm going back and forth between Davy Jones. I, I, you know what? I think let's go Davy Jones. Okay. Final answer. Final answer. All right. Uh, on Leap Day in 2012, this 1970s teen idol passed away. His name was Davy Jones. Yes. Cheer up, Sleepy Jean. Yes. <laughs> No, I loved Davy Jones. I used to watch uh, the Monkees. They would, you know, that Uh TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then I don't know. I was reading something not too long ago about Davy Jones. I think that's kind of why why where that came from. That was a good guess because the two Bobbies are actually still alive. Are they really? They're in their eighties. I didn't know so much Leap Day history was out there. Scott's like. Tapping yeah. into it today. Man. All right. Um, that's a point for Gen X. We are tied up with the Millennials and Gen X. <laughs> and one question to go. Two weeks in a row. Come on. I'm going to do this. No, no, no. We got to break the streak. Break the streak. And mille- Millennial Andrea has no caffeine today. This could be a historic win for all Millennials. My eyes are closed <laughs> as we do all of this. Just all right. Kidding. Your Here final we go. question. For the win. This is from Andrea. So something the Millennials would be more apt to know. Bear in the Big Blue House was Playhouse Disney's favorite for younger Millennials. Bear and his friends have many adventures in the house together. A popular member of the house was Tutter. What kind of an animal was Tutter? <sighs> I've never seen this show. Was this a childhood fave for you? I did not love it as much as a lot of my friends, but it was very classic and very, like, soothing to watch. Like, it wasn't fast-paced and things like that, so it was just very, very yeah. chill. It okay. was uh, created by Jim Henson originally, so. Wow. Okay. Okay. So it's fun. All right. Um, bear in the big blue house, huh? Yep. Was was Bear Blue? Or just the house? Just the house. Okay. Just curious. Which has no relevance <laughs> has nothing whatsoever to, do with anything. to the answers, but <laughs> That's really just... good, helpful perspective. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are my options? Your options tutter? are Tutter. Was Tutter a mouse, a lemur, an otter, or a baby bear? Mm, otters are so cute. What great animals, too. I know. Uh, lemurs, I don't know. They're a little different. I'm, I'm a... <laughs> I'm going to throw the lemur out. Okay. Um, Baby bear feels like it's not creative enough. I don't know. Maybe Tutter was like the little baby. This is for the win. Otherwise, the the millennials pull it out. Baby cubs are super cute. I, You know what? But I feel like they needed a different type of character. I'm going to go with the cute otter. Okay. Yeah. And bear, the big blue house. Uh Uh-huh. Tutter was a mouse. Oh, oh. So there was otters. Their names were Pip and something else, but there were otters. Oh, man. But Tutter was a mouse. Tutter was a mouse. You know what? I, I feel like the millennials needed this win today. It's been a while. <laughs> I need something to make up for my lack of caffeine. This medallion will do great. Okay. There you go. All right. Well, congratulations to Andrea and the millennials. Congrats. <laughs> 
The KLRC Morning Show with Mark and Christy. 90.9 KLRC. Good morning. Christy here. Mark is out of the studio today, so I am solo. Kind of. I've got the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Chaplin Justin okay. is here in the studio this morning. Chaplin, thanks for hanging out with us Yeah, this I love it. Good morning. Well, I've, I've got a, a question for you. Mm. Recently, I heard a sermon, and it was talking about unplugging your ears to the voice of God. Yeah. And I hear this a lot. I know I've struggled with it in my own life, where I'm like, man, I'm praying, and I'm praying, and I'm talking to God, and I cannot hear His voice. Yeah. And so I want to ask you that question. What do you think is behind that? Why can we not hear God's voice sometimes? What could be the block? Yeah, I mean, this is a, a big topic. Uh, I'll try to maybe go through a few things, actually. Uh, one, I remember uh, my little boys, we were reading the Bible story before bed, and the Bible story mentioned Isaiah, who heard uh, God's voice and, like, told the people. And mm-hmm. they just asked, well, I've never heard God's voice, you know, very concrete. You know, they're thinking about my voice, you know, mm-hmm. to them. And how do you hear God's voice? And I'm like, oh, that's very important. And I do that a lot to kind of get their attention, you know, mm-hmm. oh, good question, you know. <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, we'll talk a lot about this as you're growing up. But uh, one thing you know for sure is that God's voice is going to sound like the Bible story. Mm. The more you get to know uh, his scripture, that is his voice. And so we begin to recognize, oh, God, you, you would sound like this. And I wouldn't be surprised if it goes something like this. If, you know, you hear God's voice kind of speaking, love God with your mind, heart, soul, and strength. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, probably. Love someone else. He prompts to love someone. Oh, yeah, that, that sounds like you. Make a disciple, mentor someone, you know, those kinds of things. Oh, yeah, that's what you're like. So sometimes we overcomplicate it. The other thing is, you know, if we are fanning the flame of sin instead of snuffing it out, guess what? We're plugging our ears. So we're not hearing God because we're not listening to him. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like uh, we, we are choosing what, what he doesn't like, what he doesn't want. And so practically our, our vision, our hearing, all that's clouded and muddled. And then, you know, if God's all powerful, he probably doesn't need to shout. Mm. And so a lot of times we're too loud. We're too distracted. We're talking too much. Maybe it's time to get quiet and listen for the whisper. And guess what? That whisper is probably going to sound like the the Bible story, like I told my kids, you know, mm-hmm. like it's going to sound like his, wor- his word, and it's, maybe it's going to be really simple, just like be still and know, oh mm. yeah, oh yeah, I, I know that one. And uh, those kinds of things that often come through whispers, and it comes through scripture, and um, yeah, it really helps if we're we're on the path of just righteousness, one step at a time, saying mm-hmm. no to what God says no to and yes to what God says yes to, we're going to hear a lot more clearly. Mm, I love that. One thing when you said, you know, sin will block us, like it plugs our ears. It's not that God isn't speaking. It's that we literally can't hear him. Yeah. Don't we, want to. That's the we hard don't want part. To. Yeah, we that, want something else more than that right and now. And that hardened yeah. heart. That hurts. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely... I know for me, where I have struggled to hear God's voice, it's usually something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Is there's a lack of humility on my part, a lack of repentance, and it's not until I come to my knees and I'm like, God, I'm I'm sorry. Like I I'm trying to do this thing for you, and when my heart shifts and changes, 
I do. There's there's an open pathway there that starts to form where I can hear his voice. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Chaplain Justin. That's good stuff, man. You're welcome. Today's story comes from Seattle, Washington. Alaska Airlines flight attendant Amber May went above and beyond her typical duties when faced with an unexpected and unusual request during a flight from Atlanta to Seattle. So Amber, who has a decade of experience in the skies, has encountered her fair share of peculiar situations, but none quite as unique as the task that awaited her on this particular flight. Get this, six precious Chilean flamingo eggs, yes, I said flamingo eggs, from Zoo Atlanta were en route to Woodland Park Zoo in Seattle. They were cradled by a zoo official with a portable incubator, okay? But mid-flight, the incubator had stopped working, putting the delicate eggs at risk. A passenger on the flight rang the call button and asked if the flight attendant would keep some eggs warm. (laughs) That's where Amber comes in. So responding to this urgent plea, Amber leaped into action, collaborating with the animal keeper to devise this amazing solution. She took a bunch of rubber gloves, filled them with warm water, and created this nest to keep the eggs snug and shielded them from the chill of the cabin. And through the entire five-hour flight, she tirelessly supplied water-filled gloves to maintain the necessary warmth for the egg. So when the gloves would start to get a little chill, she would go refill, get new gloves with warm water. And what I love about this, too, is the passengers, they are watching this whole scene take place, and their compassion kicks in, and they start sacrificially offering their jackets, their coats, their scarves to also help insulate the flamingo eggs. And it was just this collective effort, which I think is such a beautiful display of humanity. You know, and what's so fun is months later, Amber, the flight attendant, received an unexpected and joyous call from Woodland Park Zoo. The zoo, they expressed their gratitude for her swift and innovative intervention, and they invited her to meet the very beings she had played a crucial role in saving, the baby flamingos. It was a reunion filled with warmth and, of course, feathers, as all six chicks successfully hatched and are thriving. And Amber said, these are her words, in my 10 years of flying, the request to help save flamingo eggs was one of the strangest I've ever received. But I'm honored to have had the opportunity to help, and I'm happy that all six chicks hatched successfully. And I know Amber will never forget that experience, but I bet those passengers on the flight won't either. And to me, it's just such a a beautiful depiction of what we're all called to do. You've got total strangers who all came together to help one another for this greater cause, which in this case are those flamingo eggs. But as a body of Christ, I think we can do that too. Differences aside, helping one another, joining hands for the greater good. And that's to spread the love of Jesus. And that's your positive difference story of the day. Did you miss me? 1,000%. I'm, I'm going to be... No, I'm serious. There's there's no pride in here about this. <laughs> <laughs> I am humbly saying I missed you so much because I am so happy you're over there on that board working all those so buttons and lights. So I can push the lights. buttons today? Okay. Yes. All right. Hey. I'll take it. No, but everybody's no, got a role what? in the I mean, world. I miss the conversation too, Mark. Okay, all right. Well, that's that's even nicer. 
and better. Yeah. It is yeah. good to be back. I did this whirlwind trip. I think that's why I like I sound like I'm exhausted. Yeah, yeah I think it's you look that. a little tired. I'm just gonna say it was like a down and back trip to Dallas mm-hmm. for some radio meetings. Um, which is cool and I'm super thankful for, but it was one of those like, got there late, did this thing, got in the car, drove home late last night Mm -hmm. and then up early, but it's worth it to come hang out around the breakfast table. Yeah, absolutely. And I've concluded I'm the old guy now, which is really, Oh, at those radio meetings. Yeah. I was like, I'm one of those guys. You're the veteran. (laughs) Yes. I had to do one of the little panel discussion things Uh and I was like, Oh, it's because I'm old now. (laughs) That's really, in fact, Aww. I was actually trying to figure it out in the car this summer. It'll have been 30 years that I've been on the air. Wow. It started a summer of after my freshman year of college, I worked at a oldies radio station and mm-hmm. you know, it's been a history since and clearly it's been a long time because I'm the old guy now. So, but well, that's incredible. That's why they have you on the panel though. You've got 30 <laughs> it's years like, of experience. Hey, we need one of those old guys over there. He could tell wow. us what it was like back when. But it was a good trip? It was a really good trip. In fact, um, Micah Tyler was there. Okay. And I, I put the video up on the KLRC Morning Show Facebook page. Yeah. Because he told the story behind a new song that we're going to actually start sharing next week. Uh, that is so good. It's just so powerful. Did he sing it? He sang it. And oh. I videoed it. In fact, it's a duet. And they performed. That was the very first time they had ever performed it together even when they recorded the song they recorded it separately so oh that was kind of fun wow so if you want to check it out this morning it's on the klrc morning show facebook page the klrc morning show with mark and christy leap day which means for christy she is going to be walking around leaping all over today <laughs> i don't think that's how that's I supposed to work how fun would that be if <laughs> that if was a to do thing it? like it was a tradition in america like every four years when leap year uh-huh. happens we on leap just... day everywhere you go you just kind of leap you just, uh-huh. how funny you look down the street and you just see people like leaping to their car jumping yeah, and you would totally do it i, <laughs> I am think confident it would be of so it so fun that would be amazing like you leap to the you yeah. know the counter to buy your sandwich <laughs> Just leap the, into the office. Down the sidewalk. All to of your it. Car. I think it would be so fun. Oh, well, somebody's going to try it today. <laughs> I mean, you for one. All right. Yeah. So it is leap day or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. They mm-hmm. Some people say it's a bonus day today. Right? We get one extra day every four years. Yeah. Um, so here's my question. Okay. I was thinking about this because I was driving back from Dallas last night and had a whole bunch of extra time. It's like, okay, tomorrow's leap day. It was just supposed to be a bonus day, but I'm like, okay, if you're an adult, like, all right, you still got to go to work. If you're a kid, you still got to go to school. So it's, Mm -hmm. I don't know that it's real. I mean, it is a bonus day, but it doesn't feel like. Yeah, just like a bonus day on the calendar. Right. It's not really a. But what if it was like a legit bonus day? Like Mm. we decided every four years, here's a day where it's just blank slate. Like, we shut everything down. Oh, I like this idea a lot. You know? And you get a true free day to do anything you could possibly want with that 24 hours that's extra. Okay. Okay. So I'm curious, what would you do? Um, Is money a factor? Like, like... Um, How about... 
Let's say not because the whole thing's unrealistic, anyways. Because we're、okay. not we're not getting a free day anyway. So, so money's not a,、right. so、yes, an issue. You have no responsibilities. Okay. You get twenty four hours that are blank slate, <clears throat> and money. Yeah, money is not a factor. Okay. Okay, you're gonna think this is so. Well, it is pretty random, but what pops into my head is if money is not an issue. Like when you ask that question, what pops into my head is gathering like I don't know, fifteen total strangers that I don't know. Okay, and just saying, hey, today, do you want to go to Alaska? And they're like, yeah, all expenses paid. I got a jet. Okay, okay that's going to fly us over there, so、uh-huh. we can get there quickly. However many that jet will fill up,、I'll、take a few of my closest friends. Of course, Mac he'll go, and、um, I want to have a rookie. I did a ride sled dog race. <laughs> this is amazing.、Okay. In Alaska, with a bunch of people who've never done it before. Yes, and just out of the blue, hey, we're going with the most awesome sled dogs in in Alaska. Like, there would have to be dogs. I've、yeah. always wanted to go to Alaska. Okay, it's beautiful there, and and maybe while we're over there, we can see the Northern Lights. Uh huh. I don't know if that's happening on February twenty ninth, but I have some friends from Alaska that I can ask them that question, but. Have a legit race with sled dogs, but all of us are rookies. We don't know what we're doing, and that's strong. That's <laughs> I, I like it. That's really really good. Completely unrealistic and awesome all at the same time. I mean, can you imagine if you're just like at a coffee shop and someone walks up and says, Say, "Hey, you want to go do it? I did a ride like a sled dog race, legit race、right. in Alaska today." Get on the plane. Yeah, we're going. We're going. It's a bonus day、yeah. today. If you want to join the conversation, we're curious what you would do with your 24 hours free day bonus day, no limitations, no responsibilities. You can do whatever you want, whatever you and, would want. And if you just want to sit all day and read a book, that's cool. That's good too. That's you. All right, you can tell us by calling or texting 1-800-909-K L R C. That's 800-909-5572. The KLRC Morning Show with Mark and Christy. Oh, it's Leap Day today. February twenty ninth, bonus day is what some people call it. Yes, or if you're Christy, you leap all over today. So an extra day every、yeah. four years, we get an extra day, an extra twenty four hours. And we were just talking a little bit ago about like, what if it actually were a true bonus day?、Mm-hmm. And for most of us, are like, you still got to go to work today, you got to go to school, right? We have some responsibilities.、Mm-hmm. But what if it was really a true bonus day? Where like you can do anything you want, you anything do, goes. Yeah, you have no responsibilities. Yeah, money is not an issue. Yeah, you you, you asked that. I was like, okay, like, if we're gonna dream, like, let's dream, dream、yeah. big.、Um, and you're gonna surprise people <laughs> and take them on a jet to Alaska. Yes, and go sled dog racing. Yes. Like, I mean, think about it. The most Christie thing ever. Think about it. Outdoors, incredible scenery. Yes, adorable dogs、uh-huh. who are super athletic dogs. You're going fast. You're in a competition, and you've got like rookies. No one knows what they're doing, so it's got to、yeah. be hilarious. Okay, and and you've got nothing to lose because you're a rookie. So everyone knows that you're a rookie. So who cares? Like if if you do terrible, it's fine, and we can just laugh about it. It's adventure. It's a new experience. It's spontaneous. Total strangers. New experience. All of it. Yeah, I'm just saying. And it's outdoors and beautiful, and、uh-huh. <laughs> I think it would be amazing is, to do something it, like that. It, it's something that's awesome. Just walk up to someone and say, "Hey, 
You want to be in the sled dog competition in Alaska today? Let's we're, we're getting go. on a jet and we're going to go do that right Let's now. Let's go. Yeah. I had, it was, I guess there's some similarities. Mm-hmm. What came into my mind first was, uh, so about five years ago for our 20th wedding anniversary, mm-hmm. Tiff and I went uh, to Italy and we went hiking in the Alps. One of oh, the most amazing wow. experiences I've ever had in my life. Uh, I was like, I would totally get on a plane with her. Oh. That was kind of her happy place. Yeah. Both of us really. And go back to that same place. And we were literally in the middle of the Alps by this like old Swiss church building looking thing where you could just like sit and just absorb it. Wow. So sounds incredible. It was beautiful. But I'm like, okay, so I want to go sit on a bench (laughs) and and you're going to go sled. And I would come racing by the bench. (laughs) (laughs) Something just like that. Uh, We want to know what you would do. 1-800-909-KLRC. If you want to call or text 800-909-5572. Good morning. I know what I'd do on my day. What okay. would you do? I'd get up super, super early, go to a diner, have bacon, eggs, hash browns, and wheat toast with extra butter. Uh-huh. Wait for Christy to come in and invite me to Alaska. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Just wait for the invite. I <laughs> love it. The KLRC Morning Show with Mark and Christy. 90.9 KLRC. Yesterday, I was in Dallas for some radio meetings and... Uh, Jason was there mm. with, with a couple other artists, which was super fun. That's amazing. He's a really, I just love that guy. You're, you're holding authentic. back, Mark. You, you keep bringing up these little moments. Like <laughs> Micah Tyler was there playing a new song. It's and now you're saying Jason Gray yeah, yeah. was there. I'm like, All what? Right. All right. So okay. yes, he was there. Okay. They did a little like one evening, a little songwriters kind of thing where they told a couple stories and played a couple songs. And um, they... He decided to just share this story uh, about how you, this was, I think, maybe six or seven years ago. It's been a little while now, mm-hmm. but you could tell the emotions were still very, very fresh. Mm-hmm. And he was in the middle of a really painful divorce, which all of them are. I get that. Uh, and this one had just turned really, really ugly. Mm. And it was about the time that it was going to be final. But he was on the road. He wasn't even at home in Nashville. He was on the road. Uh, I think he was touring, he said, with Big Daddy Weave. And it came to that time where it was going to be final. And then a couple of days later, he was going to go home. Mm. And he was like, I don't know what I'm going to walk into. I don't know what's even going to be left at my house. Definitely it's going to be empty, people-wise, those kind of things. So hard. Yes. Just can't, yeah, can't imagine. And... um and he was talking about the importance of just small acts of kindness. And there were there was a couple that knew him pretty well and knew the circumstances that were going on and knew not only that the day had come for that to be final, but that it likely could be really difficult mm. to come home. And he said he got to his house and there was a box. And he opened up the box and there were some plates and some silverware and some cups just to make sure that he would have the basics of what he might need when like, he got like home. Like someone like, sent that yeah. box to him? Yep. Wow. They had, they had gone out, purchased some new essentials, oh. put them in a box, and he said, and then in the corner was a little coffee grinder. And he said, you know what? I didn't need the coffee grinder, but they knew that that cup of coffee each morning 
would be a little bit of a soothing Mm -hmm. moment for my soul. And, you know, he's tearing up. We're all tearing up as he's sharing the story. And he's talking to me, he goes, I used, it's seven years later, I used that coffee grinder again this morning. I use Mm. it every day. And every day it's just a reminder that God uses people in little small acts of kindness to make such a big difference in our lives, especially if we'll just be open to like, who's going through a hard time right now. Wow. And I was like, God, man, help me have those kind of eyes like that couple just to get outside of my selfish world and just, okay, who's going through some hard stuff right now? What's something simple? Simple. Yeah. A coffee grinder. There was a few bucks and seven years later, it's still a blessing to them. Yeah. It's powerful. The KLRC Morning Show with Mark and Christy. Ready for some good news? We are, too. Here's your positive difference story of the day. All right, Mark. So this guy named Jacob Dalby, Mm -hmm. he's an experienced skier. Okay. And he was backcountry skiing with friends in Colorado. So he's a big-time skier if you're doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, also with him was his best bud, which happens to be a Border Collie-Rottweiler mix that goes and, by the name of Euler. And he's with him while he's skiing? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's I legit, that. right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, they're having a great day on the slopes, but then the worst case scenario happens. What do you think happens? Avalanche. Avalanche. Oh, Massive really? avalanche. Oh, man. Jacob said he was carried 2,500 feet. Wow. And fully buried with just his right arm sticking out of the snow. And with that one arm, he was able to clear his airway. Okay. And then in the process, dig himself out. And it was not an easy dig. It took over three hours. And might I add, he had a broken hand. (sighs) And by this time, frostbite fingers. Yeah. Uh, Well, his friends and medics, they were eventually able to get to him and get him to the hospital. But his best bud, Euler, the Mm -hmm. dog... Nowhere to be found. No no. sign. Yeah. They're both in this avalanche, right? Okay. Jacob was devastated, to say the least, but he said he knew in his heart that Euler was alive and he wasn't going to give up looking for him. Okay. But at the time, because of his injuries uh, he had sustained, he was not able to physically go out and look for his pup. Well, a friend of his felt led to start a GoFundMe page. Okay. And to help pay, number one, for the medical bills, but also included they were trying to raise money to buy cameras to set up along the trails, and also it would allow them to hire these canine tracking experts. Yeah, I've heard about those. Okay. Well, this team, basically what they do is they go plant food and move the cameras around, and they have a strategy and all of that. Well, they were able to raise enough money to do this, and every day... Jacob's checking these cameras, right? He's seeing yeah. if there's any sign that his little buddy is still alive. Well, months and months pass. Almost 11 months pass. It's almost a year. Yeah. And then on day 341, no. yeah, Jacob received the long-awaited confirmation that his beloved friend Euler was still alive. Photos on one of those cameras showed him walking around in front of this camera. Almost a year later? Yeah, that dog survived 11 months in the the snowy mountains of Colorado. That's 
Like, yeah. Miraculous. How did I do Yeah. That? Jacob, of course, was just blown away, overjoyed. He expressed his overwhelming joy and gratitude on the GoFundMe page. He just said yeah. to all of you friends and supporters, I want to thank you so much. Um, knowing you believe in us really has been a lot, and it's been so difficult. And uh, your support has made this possible. I can't thank you enough. He is home. That's amazing. I just thought, wow. Number one, that he survived the avalanche. Yeah. Right. Much less. And then this dog who was nowhere to be found. Just at, like I'm like, did the dog dig out? And then, then right. the dog surviving out in the wilderness. He didn't get, you know, attacked by grizzlies. That's or, the thing. Like, I don't we'll, know. We'll never know the full story. But you know, like, but that could be a movie, knows, right? right? 11 months of survival. I just thought, wow, that's incredible. That is amazing. Yeah. That is our positive different story of the day today. The KLRC Morning Show with Mark and Christy. 90.9 KLRC.